Hello and welcome to Axlander, a podcast about and for all of you who have left their home to find a new one abroad. And my today's guest is David, who is now in Prague, Czechia. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, 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 Eva. Hi. I'm, I'm great. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, cool that you found time today on Saturday morning to speak to me and talk about um, you, your experience as a foreigner, as an Asian in, in Europe and particularly then in Czechia, and also to talk a bit about your business and about what you do. So where is it that you stem from and where is it that your family comes from? Yeah, sure. I was, um, I was born in Vietnam. I was there till uh, 10 year old and then I moved to the Czech Republic. And uh, before, um, I got here uh, thanks to my parents who moved to the Czech Republic uh, during 80s. Mm-hmm. If you know a little bit about history of the Czechoslovakia, uh, it used to be a socialistic uh, republic as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, those countries like uh, Cuba, China, Russia, Vietnam, uh, Czechoslovakia, they used to, let's say, cooperate uh, and, uh, and help each other. And that's how uh, my parents got here as workers. They met here, they met, uh, met here, then uh, they moved So they met to- here, they didn't know each other. Exactly, they met here in the Czech Republic. No, I think it was in, in Slovakia back then. At that time, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slovakia part, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they moved back to, to Vietnam. Uh, mm-hmm. I was born there. And then uh, due to economic reasons, they had to move back to the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then they brought me here back. So. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, this is just a little note, you know, like there is, um, and of course, you know, I am Czech, but Exlender has quite a lot of international viewers and audience and listeners. So um, what we also like to do is to talk about, um, I like to call it Czechia, because I think that's the, yeah. you can you can actually describe the name of the country or like the history in its own, because the Republic has only been there since like, you know, 93 and so on. But anyway, but but, you know, talk about my homeland also a bit, because there are lots of interesting bits and pieces that people don't know. Like, for example, that there is a huge Vietnamese community and everybody goes like, but how did that happen? And you just explained it. I mean, there, yeah. it, there is a certain reason why there is a, a, a very sort of well-integrated Vietnamese community that's been there for decades, mm-hmm. really. Okay, so, um, yeah, so you were basically taken as a, as a, like a small child and you were sort of relocated. So it wasn't your choice, right? How did that feel like? What were what were your first years like? I mean, what did you did 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 you know what was going to happen, or as a child, you were actually quite quick to adapt? I I uh, I don't think I back then I don't think I, I had any expectation. You know, I just knew that uh, okay, I'm coming back to my parents, and uh, actually, I already knew how it looked looked like in the Czech Republic because I, I was here uh, when I was four year old mm-hmm. for half or a year. You know, so I, I knew how it, it looks like here. And uh, uh, I don't think it was that hard since when you're a child, it, uh, you get used to to a new, you know, environment much quicker and it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, same as, you know, learning the language. It was much, it was much easier than for, uh, for example, an adult. Yeah, sure. So that's, that's all I can remember. Yeah. Right yeah. I, th- I think it was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. But did you have that classic situation that you would be teaching your parents? Because, I mean, I don't know, they definitely speak some Czech, but yeah, sure. they learned it as adults. So 
did you sure. did you have to teach them certain things as as it is usual with or like help them sometimes when they didn't understand in certain situations yeah sure uh, but a little bit late uh, later you know mm -hmm. uh, beginning i was the one who, who was learning right and um my 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 dad actually was uh my teacher as well because mm -hmm. uh, uh he, he he he's a he's um how you call it a, a learner a self self learner yeah so he had a lot of uh, dictionaries a lot of books uh and uh yeah and it, it helped uh, quite a lot in the beginning yeah and then later then you know when you grow up here you learn more about the culture you learn more about the, the mentality of local people and sometimes it's uh, it's easier for you to uh, adapt it uh, to accept it and uh, for adult or let's say my parents sometimes it, it gets a little bit difficult to understand why you know Czech people do that or think that and that's when I come to to explain to them you know how it works and then why is that like this yeah mm -hmm. but uh, but they never really need, needed my help actually and you so so your parents would call let's say i mean you're based in prague i mean in czechia they would call it their home they already moved back to to vietnam are they like already for, back in vietnam okay yeah for five or six years so so i'm, I'm here with my my family i mean like uh, my my wife and children only mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. okay well isn't it a bit hard then you know to have your to have your parents in Vietnam, I, I can imagine it has to be something. I think it's for them than for me. Okay. <laughs> At the beginning, uh, because they they moved to uh, to Vietnam, moved back to Vietnam when I started, uh, you know, studying uh, at the university, and uh, it was quite like uh, how you call it, liberating. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's well, no yeah, you had your freedom for your students. Yeah, exactly. For a while, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it, and for them, it, it was pretty. Uh, I think it was much more difficult when you you think about that because for for Asian people or maybe my parents, uh, they they live for for the, the family. They mm -hmm. did everything for family, and now when I have children, they they can't be here with us, or they they they're not here with us, you know. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I can see that they are pretty sad, sad that uh, they can talk to their grandchildren only through the camera and mm -hmm. they're not here to hug them, to kiss them. Yeah. So I think it's harder, much, much harder. Yeah, for them. I hear you. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that uh, I'm not that far away. But now, yeah, with Corona, I mean, you cannot travel anyway. So, um, yeah, WhatsApp or video chat, that's the way that's the way to do it. Okay, but then um, so they they moved back to Vietnam. How how strong then is your affinity to Vietnam? I mean, how often do you travel? Of course, now when we disregard the the, the COVID situation, is it something that you just have then for holidays, or is it something that you you you, you can say you'd like to imagine that one day you also want to go back? Let's say for some time. Yeah, uh, it, it's a question. Uh, we keep it open uh, still not, uh, right now. Because so your wife is also Vietnamese, yeah? Yeah, she's Vietnamese, yeah. but mm -hmm. she was basically born here. She, she got here pretty uh, at early age, like a one or two year old. So she doesn't have any like memories about Vietnam much. Yeah, she, mm -hmm. she was uh, she was there twice or three times. I don't know, but uh, you know, you, you can't connect with the country like just by going there for two, three weeks and that's it. And it's the same for me. I um, 
since um, I moved to the Czech Republic. I've been there maybe five or six times for holidays. So for a month or a month and a half. And uh, so it, it helped me to, to, you know, to, to reconnect with, uh, with uh, my origin a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, because, uh, I still feel that, uh, that um, yeah, I'm, I'm, much, uh, I'm a Vietnamese guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I <laughs> it, it took a little bit time to, 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 you know, to make a decision. I don't know if you make decision, just to realize who you, who, who you really are, mm-hmm. because you can two thirds of my life. I, I've been here in the Czech Republic, right? Mm-hmm. So basically I, I'm here. I, I understand the language. I understand the mentality. I think in language, in, I think in Czech, uh, in Czech language as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes you a little bit like a Czech person. But uh, but still, I, I'm, I, I say that I'm a Vietnamese guy and I uh, respect our culture, traditions. I know about them. I, I know the language and everything. So uh, so it's a big part of me. I, I, check, and then the Czech guy in, inside of me, it's, uh, he, he's there. But um, I don't think he's that strong. He's just like, yeah, here I'm in Czech Republic. But whenever I move, when, I don't know, to to foreign country, around Europe and on whatever. I never say that uh, I'm a Czech guy. I mm-hmm. always say that I'm Vietnamese, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I come back to Vietnamese, I like almost forget that uh, I, I've ever been to, to the Czech Republic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting. I mean, um, the Vietnamese community is well-wired. It is sort of well-organized, I would say. And also it is, you guys like to sort of stay and keep together. I mean, as I'm... I don't think that that's a stereotype. I think that that's a fact, right? Sort of a well-integrated community that is also helping each other. Yeah, sure. What is it then that you like the most about your culture and your origin? I mean, where you come from? I think it's the the, the, the family feeling, you know, that, that we're here together, we, we support each other, and you always remember where you come from and... Uh, to, to be respectful to the adults, to the, uh, the parents, and also be grateful that you they brought you here to this life, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I think that uh, that in Asia culture we we uh, we honor this much more than here in uh, in the West. How different would you say that is? And now, okay, like talking specifically about the Czech environment. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you think that the importance of like or the insistence on family ties is not as strong or is it just a bit different i think it's uh it just it's just uh the evolution evolution maybe a little bit i think because i can see that in vietnam already it's it's changing it's mm-hmm. been changing for a while so it because it's becoming kind of like the west that, that's what I, I you know feel a bit sad about that because when you come to to vietnam right now uh, now uh, yeah, I, I, we have family there. We have a family there. We have uh, a lot of uh, aunt, uh, aunts, you know, uncles, aunts, and and other uh, uh, relatives. But you could go there. It's uh, I don't feel it like as strong as it used to be. Like years ago, maybe. Yeah, and that's what I said. That uh, why I said that uh, that it's becoming a little bit like like the West mentality. You know, more uh, materialistic. Um, more individualities mm-hmm. and yeah so a <laughs> so bit more focused on the individual rather than the whole group or the whole community yeah but still uh, you can still uh, when you go there 
for example, uh, in the Czech Republic, when you want to, uh, you need help, for example, you need to, to take a loan or something, you, you go to the bank, right? But mm -hmm. in Vienna, you still go, for the first place you come to is your family. Yeah. To ask them if they could help you somehow. And uh, mm -hmm. they usually help, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, then you go to the bank if you need like a bigger amount of money. Yeah, that's just an example how it still works. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, so what are some of these stereotypes? Because I mean, there are lots of bloggers, lots of sort of people who've become famous recently from your community. I mean, they've got Vietnamese roots, Vietnamese origin, but they're, let's say, um, you know, very skilled journalists and so on. And they've been talking about it sometimes also in a bit of a funny and jokey way, you know, like how, let's say, a Vietnamese guy or girl cannot bring a Westerner home, you know, like for to marry someone who is, let's say, Czech, that would be frowned upon. Is this yeah. is this true in a, in a sense? And it's yeah, better. how is it? It got better. You know? <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned, for us, the family is, uh, is the most important thing. Which means that when you bring us foreigner, it doesn't mean that we don't like foreigners. It just means that uh, you know, yeah, I can't connect with you that that you know that easily because I don't know the language. You don't know my language. The culture is different. A lot of like faux pas, you know, like <laughs> like uh, I, I, they don't understand each other much. So that mm -hmm. that's what the what make the the parents or adult feel that okay, uh, I. I wanted to have children, then grandchildren, and someone who I can talk to, to you know, to play with, to do whatever. And now I, I can't because they don't understand me, and I I don't understand them. <laughs> yeah, and they a little bit, they feel like a little bit that they're losing their children. Mm -hmm. to, you know, and it's like having a foreigner in in your family, and yeah, it's it's just difficult. But a mm -hmm. lot of families got used to it, and I, around me there are a lot of sort of uh, mixed. You know, like Czech Vietnamese uh, couples. What are some of the other stereotypes then that you, for example, let's say, find funny or in a way you like to debunk them sometimes with people? You know, when they say, let's say, all oh, the Vietnamese, um, I don't know, oh, they're so well integrated and they're so good at Czech, and you know, I mean, some of the some of the typical stereotypes about your community that you also then like to say, good, like, look, guys, it's really not the way it looks like. So. <laughs> I think it's usually tr true, <laughs> you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back then, during the 90s, a lot of Vietnamese were uh, traders, or we are still, a lot. Of, there are a lot of traders, and they, they sold fake, uh, fake clothes and a lot of fake things, you know? And that's what a lot of uh, Czech people remember us, or, you know, they mm. always say, like, okay, it's like a Vietnamese goods, so don't buy it like uh, from china and so like it's louis vuitton you know for 10 euros yeah, whatever, exactly <laughs> yeah it, it's the first the first thing uh, but uh, right now it's more like about uh groceries that you know a lot of vietnamese have a uh, grocery stores uh, here in the czech republic and uh, they call us a vecher case mm -hmm. yeah and, <laughs> and usually when you, you say vecher case which can be actually a, a czech as well right a czech person who's selling in a grocery but when someone say, says that, it always means that it's a Vietnamese guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, um, what else? That uh, we are hard workers, hardworking people, which doesn't, uh, I don't think it's, uh, it's like uh, our nature to, to be hardworking. We're like anyone else in, mm -hmm. in the world. 
world. You know, when you go to Vietnam, you can still see people who are working. Then they, you know, they uh, they take a break. They enjoy, you know, like vacation with their families and so on. But when you move to the Czech Republic, you can do anything else. You just you almost don't have any social life, and you just work working. And then then Czech people think, wow, they are so hardworking. But it's like, okay, we we have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> My parents, but uh, yeah. right now, yeah. And they, of course, had a bit of a different situation, right? Like to really, you know, yeah, they had to make their living and to, to, to sort of organize their life. I mean, it was a completely different time when they came. And during the 90s, it was very, very hard for them, I would say, as well. Yeah, because they, they, it's not just like to take care of the family who, uh, who's here in the Czech Republic. They also had to send the money back to Vietnam to support mm -hmm. the, the family in Vietnam, which is much bigger, right? Cool. But then um, your profile, I mean, if you're very active on social media and um, you basically would say describe yourself as a Czech Viet or like a Czech Vietnamese or a Vietnamese Czech. So are yeah. you both? Because you've just said that you are much more and of course you're Asian and you're also different, right? When you're in Europe. Yeah. So yeah. you're more of the Vietnamese. But what is it then from the Czech culture that you... That you that you sort of adapted yourself to and that you like. I think it's like the way of thinking that uh, you can enjoy life as well. It's not just about uh, okay, family is important, but as well uh, you're you you are important as well. Here you just do, you don't know how long your life will be, so you you know. And the best way to to I think to to teach your your children. It's not to show them that you're a hard worker, that the life it's about working, working, working and, and mm -hmm. collecting material things and money and so on, but also to enjoy life, to develop yourself. And uh, that's something that I learned more here in Czech Republic. Also local food, maybe people kind of, it's just, just somehow very different from any other countries that I've been to. <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, when you come here, people seem to be cold. It's not like a bit reserved, work. right? Like, you know, they keep reserved, to themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't talk to you much. But then you learn, to, you know them a little bit, you make friends and you learn that they are, they are, can be very nice. You know? Yeah, but it takes a little bit of time. It's not that, uh, that quick, as quickly as, for example, with Americans or Vietnamese people. Mm -hmm. They are more... And is there something when we talk about the, the topic, and it's been a huge topic, I wouldn't even call it racism, but let's say I've had a couple of people on this podcast, you know, who are Asian and they said, okay, I mean, if you're Asian, there are certain stereotypes if you are in the West. And of course, like your situation is a bit more specific, but let's say if you are a Vietnamese, you know, young woman, then lots of people would assume, okay, well, you've got a rich husband and you're just here for the benefit of you know, the money and you're somehow, you know, you're looked upon in a weird way, you know, that people are like, okay, what are you doing here? Did you come here for, for, for all the benefits and so on? So have you ever experienced anything like this? Or has your wife, let's say, experienced anything like this, you know, within, I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be in a very um, direct way, but like sometimes people just, you know, utter stuff and they blabber and they don't know what they're actually saying, right? Mm -hmm. You can't police people and their, and their language. Has this ever happened to you that people would be like, ah, you're weird? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. but maybe in a little bit more funny way. 
you know uh, for example um, I'm a creator uh, um, video creator a lot of people they uh, when I when I post something a lot of people may may have comments about uh, eating dogs cats <laughs> okay <laughs> which is yeah typical a typical Asian stereotype mm-hmm. and like why are you eating dogs I hate it and <laughs> like that but uh, when it comes to Vietnamese people here I think right now we are pretty welcome in the Czech Republic it's not like oh Vietnamese guy I hate them or something like that it's more like okay hey they've been here they helped us uh, they have groceries which is pretty convenient for us mm-hmm. right they Just pay for- taxes a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean let's think about that right Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more, one more stereotype about Vietnamese here uh, that we 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 sell uh, weeds and drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which has uh, which was kind of true back then, uh, back to two thousand eight or eleven during the crisis. A lot of Vietnamese people okay. who came to uh, came to Czech Republic for you know to work and so on, right? To to make uh, money. And they lost uh, their job. It was cri- crisis, and th- there was nothing for them to do. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know the language. They didn't have, you know, any skills. So the only way for them to make a living, I, I don't. I'm not saying that to to you know to uh, to justify their their actions. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that uh, the situation was pretty difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They had two choices: either go back to Vietnam, which was like shameful which was like not, not the best way because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, have a debt to, to, uh, to, to get here. And uh, you have to be here to make money, to send that to, to Vietnam, right? You can't go back. And they uh, didn't know what to do. So they started doing like, let's say uh, crimes. Some of them started, uh, you know, growing weeds and selling that and other drugs. And that's how... Yeah, uh, and, and the media, right? They they took it like immediately. Oh, course, yeah. oh, Vietnamese people, Vietnamese do this, do this, do this. Yeah, when when it's a, a Czech people, okay, it's okay. It's it's it's, it's some dealer, but mm. when it's a Vietnamese, then it's a Vietnamese dealer, <laughs> and they have to like <laughs> highlight it <laughs> a lot. Mm. So that, that's another thing that uh, that if people think about Vietnamese sometimes. Okay. Yeah, the part, so one of the one of the negative stereotypes. I always say that you know, like people are like everybody's like, oh, we're like stereotypes free, until something bad happens, right? And then it's exactly then it's the Vietnamese dealer, right? <laughs> and then then it's the you know the, the Russian bus driver. It's just you know it's the it's yeah it's always uh, until something bad happens, everybody is like, oh, I don't have any stereotypes at all, you know. I can understand that you know for media it's easier to to get attention when you. you Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but with your with your um, wife, with your children, so is it predominantly Czech at home, or is it Vietnamese? I mean, would you be, or would you mix those both languages? There are actually three languages in our family. Yeah, and our, our girl, she speaks most uh, English. Actually. Okay. <laughs> ah, so your so your wife would be speaking English to her, or you would be speaking speaking English to her? Yeah, we. Like uh, we we've been you know using three languages at the same time, so I, I think it can be a little bit difficult for her, for her. But mm-hmm. who knows? I think in like two three years, it could be a big uh, benefit for her to understand yeah. and to be flu- uh, fluent in uh, in uh, yeah three languages. Mm-hmm. Our parents keep to- uh, keep saying like you have to teach her Vietnamese so she doesn't 
lose her roots mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Czech, it's obvious when he, she grows up, she goes to to the school and so on. She, then she learns it like uh, like. Uh, yeah, that's easy. it's it's just going to be the, the let's say the dominant language, and she also learn how to read and write. I mean, that's sure that's what I have, or let's say people who live abroad and who are. I mean, I speak Czech to my daughter, but um, she's she's very very small. But um, I think that you know you also have to keep teach uh, teaching or teach um, reading and writing so that they know mm-hmm. how to use that language yeah. properly yeah exactly yeah yeah, sure. yeah that's why we've been sending her to our parents mm-hmm. uh, you know during the weekend she stays at uh, our parents and uh, they, they speak only Vietnamese oh, your, your your wife's parents right I just thought yeah, that your parents are in Vietnam <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay well that would be cool yeah but um And we started this, and we 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 never got um, to the to, to the end of this question. Is this a topic for you and your wife one day to relocate? For me, it would be much easier since I'm I'm pretty you know used to to Vietnamese life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be a little bit sometimes. I, I mean, like uh, there are still some culture shocks when you go there. It looks a little bit different. Uh, And so on. You you're used to the, you know the local people, local standard standards, and so on. But which in Vietnam in Vietnam it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. And for my wife, it, it it would be like very difficult because she's was born here. She has a whole family here. She has uh, all her friends here. So it would be like total different universe for her to <laughs> move mm-hmm. to Vietnam. So if you ask me, uh, if my wife would be okay, I I would be glad to move to Vietnam, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, because I have my parents there and I'm used to that. And when it comes to economy, it much it's much you know it's growing much faster and and more uh, dy- dynamically than here in Czech Republic. It's pretty boring here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lived there for the last 10 years, so I don't I don't know. I mean, um, but then you work basically online so you have your own online business so for you if you work from vietnam or from australia it doesn't really matter that much right or if you're in prague so do you want to tell us a bit about what you do and what you how you started what is actually the whole tiktok thing about (laughs) yeah yeah, sure maybe uh, let me start with uh, the the whole story maybe like Mm -hmm. two years back One of my biggest dream is to to uh, to you know to take my parents and my family to uh, around Europe and show them all the beautiful things around here, and uh, that's one of the reason why I uh, we started a uh, travel agency, Vietnamese people. So we took Vietnamese people to Europe and you know take a tour here, so on. And um, then COVID came, right? Boom, everything like ended. No, mm. there was no traveling nothing and uh i was pretty pretty uh i would say frustrated kind of or and stressed and everything because uh suddenly we uh, we lost our main uh, main income and it was I, your own business right or you have you've been partnered or oh uh, it was my agency it was your, yeah yeah it was my agency wow. so yeah it stopped uh, we lost this income Uh, we took the loan. We were expecting uh, the, the second child. Yeah, so everything looked like, wow. So it's it's like a big, big mess. It's going to be like very difficult. 
And then I, I was like, okay, um, in Czech, they say when a the door closes, something else opens and you can expect another, you know, <laughs> uh, opportunity. And it came to me uh, like um, as a TikTok. I, I didn't expect it at all because the first time I learned, uh, I heard about that. Uh, the only thing I, I learned that was, it was like um, an application or social media for, uh, for kids. They were only dancing, lip singing, and, and other, you know, like, uh, like crazy stuff that I wasn't interested in. But then I also learned in uh, that, uh, that it has a huge organic reach. For me, as, a, as someone who, who worked uh, online or used a lot of uh, online uh, tools, it was something pretty interesting because I knew that uh, when, there, when there's attention, then it means there, there are money as well. So there are a lot of opportunities. And when I uh, made uh, a research in the Czech Republic, there was no one talking about that. There were mm -hmm. only some uh, news about uh, TikTok got banned in in uh, or it, it's stealing uh, stealing uh, users' yeah. data. Yeah, it was stealing data. Uh, yeah, from like governmental sites or something like this or accounts. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's Chinese and and. Uh, American, uh, America's going to, to ban it and, and other things. So, oh, but I, I thought, okay, it might be something interesting. Nobody uh, knew about that. I mean, like uh, for, for companies and, uh, and entrepreneurs in the Czech Republic, nobody use, was using it back mm. then, or, or almost no one. And I thought, okay, what if I learned that and then I, I can use it for my business? Like to, to test it and learn how to, it works to, mm -hmm. to find out how this TikTok, you know, secret algorithm system, how it works. And uh, I got started. Uh, it took me a month to reach 1000 uh, uh, followers, mm -hmm. which isn't much considering that TikTok is very dynamic and very fast. I spend like eight to 12 hours per day just to create videos and to learn and to study and just only 1,000. Also, my uh, my uh, my friends, family, and every, everyone around, like, why are you doing TikTok? Are you crazy? <laughs> it's like pointless. It's are you 13? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why doing that? Do you, did you get paid, or are you, are you making money, anything like that? Uh, no, no. But just let me do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, I started, you know, I got deeper, deeper into TikTok and it took me another month to mm -hmm. get from 1,000 to 100,000 followers. Okay. So. But sorry, if I may pause you there, how is it then on TikTok? Is the engagement, I mean, just to have followers, I mean, doesn't really mean that there is lots of engagement. So how did that, how did that grow so quickly? Yeah, that actually, I mean, there, there, there had to be certain kind of engagement, or people would just click and follow, but they would not watch no, the no, content. No, 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 no. You, you have, you get a lot of uh, engagement. You okay. have a lot of likes, comments, shares, and so on. It doesn't mean just follow. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying about, you know, I'm, I'm talking about followers because mm -hmm. it's easier for people to understand. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. When, uh, if I would tell you about likes, it would go to millions. Okay, of course. So there is lots of. Organic yes. sort of engagement. Okay. Exactly. See, I don't know TikTok, so sorry. Yeah, sure. It's okay. That's okay. But... <laughs> I like to learn something new. It's it's amazing. I think you should. I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting, I guess, and uh, useful when you know how to use it. Mm -hmm. When 
you take it as a tool for your business, as a marketing tool, not just something that you where you spend your time just you know to kill sometimes. And uh, yeah, so uh, which um, and I got a lot of attentions of, of people around that. Wow, how, how did you do that? It, it mm-hmm. just, it's not that like uh, easy, or not here in Czech Republic. It's not like the typical thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then I uh, I started uh, teaching it to some of my friends or, or people I know around, and they got results as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got us to, uh, me and my partners later my business partner to create a, a company tiktok we says that you can mm-hmm. see it here yeah we can see that there yeah and uh yeah right now we're i think one of the biggest experts the tiktok experts here in the czech republic mm-hmm. yeah. and we've been uh, you know helping czech companies to and, and entrepreneurs with uh with this platform okay and, which was pr- pretty interesting because it, it, it took just one one year to to reach from zero to to this point Mm-hmm. where we, we uh, we're let's say pretty famous here mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and uh, we're uh, official uh, an official tiktok partner which okay. are only few uh, agencies and companies in the Czech republic who who are like working directly with uh, with tiktok yeah I'm, I'm what so- was the, the congrats on that it's super inspiring and um, yeah really really amazing how you can actually from a crisis <laughs> you know um having a business that was that had to stop working that you just decided to go on and you know not give up because many people also did give up right and they were like okay this is the end of the world but you had to keep going and um and yeah you're also creative so this this just makes sense so how did let's say how do businesses view it because i can still imagine it's this it's this resistance towards it, right? Like, you know, there are either, there, there's certain companies who would say, but I don't want to be on TikTok, right? Like, you know, I'm just way too professional or way too conservative. How do you approach that? Or how do you try to tell them, look, I mean, this is actually something that can, hap- that can help you in mm-hmm. visibility, in get, getting new clients and so on? I don't know. I don't have any like uh, persuasion tactic. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not going for that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, usually that uh, we 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 have uh, like uh, free se- uh, web- webinars where people can attend and learn a little bit more about that. And mm-hmm. if someone like interested, then they approach us. They ask more info- information and so on. So I believe that uh, if someone doesn't believe it uh, in it, who doesn't want to, then you can't persuade them. Mm, you can't. Yeah anything about that so it's much easier to find people who are open let's say mm-hmm. like uh, early adopters right mm-hmm. and uh and then it, it's just like uh, you have uh, early adopters then like late adopters and i don't know how you call it <laughs> it takes them sometimes to 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 realize that hey maybe it, it might be useful a lot of people around me they already been using it so i maybe you know get started as well and uh yeah so well we i think we're uh Right now, we're in the we in the phase where where people where we we're approaching only those early adopters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't have to persuade them. We just show them, hey, hey, we have those cases that uh, cases. It has those results, so you can um, either apply it or just ignore it. It's up to you. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the only thing we can do is to give you some advices to to tell you that, oh, hey. You can get started as, as um, you know, uh, right now. So you can be in, in front of your 
your competitors you had some get some advantages it's like it's like in in instagram or youtube mm -hmm. uh, six seven years back you know when a lot of people got started they have results and then like till 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 today you can see you know new companies like okay maybe we can get started with instagram almost everybody has it so we should have it as well yeah 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 so. sure I think it's a bit like YouTube, isn't it? Because it was like 10, 15 years ago, it was like there were cutie cat videos and, you know, people like doing weird stuff. And lots of companies were like, oh, no, we're not doing this, you know? And it's like also this, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be dancing on TikTok. Like, I, mean, I don't think that your content or the content that you would, <laughs> I mean, it's not really, I mean, is it then video content? Is it something like Reels? on Instagram, which is the new feature? Is it something actually, like this? Uh, actually, when you see a Reels video, like maybe 99% of Reels videos are, com are coming from, uh, or come from, from TikTok. From videos. TikTok, ah, okay. So it is it is that kind or, of content, that, okay. Yeah, uh, so you can or see- even the dancing, right? Yeah, they are dancing. Actually, <laughs> it, the origin, yeah, there are a lot of dancing, lip sync and so on. But as an entrepreneur or a company, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. do we teach? Our, our, our client is how to create a valuable uh, content for their their customers. Mm. So you can teach them, you can, you know, give them some messages, something they can use already, uh, like immediately. And it can be short and mm. they don't have to, to, you know, watch a 30 minute long uh, uh, video in YouTube to learn something. Mm -hmm. they, they, it take, takes like 10, 20 seconds to learn something useful and then they move on. And that's all you need. Because on TikTok, what you uh, it can help you with is uh, to get you attention. Yeah. Attention, then they you move the attention somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? You attention, then you build trust with mm -hmm. your your uh, your viewers. Then you tell them, hey, I have something for you. For example, on Instagram, on this eShop or whatever, and they, you can work with them. You create community, and yeah, there are a lot of stuff you can do. So it, it's not like like you create a, a TikTok video and you you sell. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. But um, so who are some of your clients? I mean, do they come from different sort of business branches? I mean, completely different that you would even like a year ago, you wouldn't even have imagined that, you know, those people could be one day your clients. Uh, one of the biggest uh, clients we, we had was uh, O2, which is uh, one of the biggest, uh, how do you call it, M mobile operator. Like a mobile uh, operator. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Service. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, and another one is uh, SuperZoo. SuperZoo, okay. um, how you call it? In Czech, it's Zverimax. I don't know how you call it in... in uh... Oh, okay. Uh, a pet shop. Yeah, a pet shop, exactly. Pet yeah, shop, a pet yeah. Shop. They're biggest here in Czech Republic. And uh, also, for example, we have some people from real estate, from accountants, from... Uh, we have restaurants here as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so you, can, you can see that A huge mix, really. Exactly. Exactly. When it's not like a B2B business, then I think if you have like a B2C clients uh, or business, then you can, you can use TikTok for your business. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Well, I've seen some of your reels on Instagram. And they're, <laughs> they're quite entertaining. And sometimes yeah. you do include your wife and uh, I think uh, some, of, some of the parts of your family. How do they react to it? I mean, do they, do they enjoy it? Um, yeah. Do, do, do they know actually what you do? Because lots of, let's say, lots of the older, like people from the older generation, I mean, they can imagine, but they don't know how that works. And I'm always saying, look, um, 
online networking is basically like a trade fair and change of business cards, right? I mean, it's nothing else. It's just in mm. the virtual space. So yeah. how do they react to it? Uh, my wife was actually a big part, or still she is a big part of my uh, um, my TikTok, let's say, beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she helped me a lot when we, we got started. I think she's one of the, the, the reason, I, I don't mention it a lot, but she was one of the reason why I got started, because it was her who, who came 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 home with uh and and showed me tiktok on the mobile okay phone. and uh the first thing when i was got started i told her hey let's have a competition me and you who would be who would get you know more followers in in mm -hmm. one month in one month i got 1000 she got like i don't know uh several maybe 100 or 200 something like that so she she got discouraged a little bit <laughs> But no, I was motivated and I kept going. Right now, she has uh, over 50,000 followers. So okay. yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So family business, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. And children just, just enjoy it. Yeah. I think that that's the most important thing, right? I mean, if I, I, I also think that if there are people who are, let's say, entrepreneurs and are thinking of expanding their way, I'm thinking, or, or they, they, sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry. Daughter. Yeah. Sorry. No problem. Yeah, this can happen. I'm sorry. Uh, could yeah. you repeat the question? No problem. No problem. Yeah. Many people know it. So you know, once you've got children and you're in home office and working from home, it's it's normal. Yeah. No, I just wanted to ask, um, or or just to say that um, lots of people who have their business and they're entrepreneurs and they're looking into new ways, possibly even some of our listeners, let's say. So I'm thinking also, if you don't, if you're, as you said, if you're not convinced, if you don't like it, and I'm thinking then don't do it because you have to be passionate about it, right? Yeah. You're just thinking, okay, I should because maybe, but I don't really want to invest my time. Then I'm thinking, yeah. hands off, right? Yeah. People would feel it, you know, because uh, when you got st started on, for example, uh, on I think on any social media platform, mm. you have to bring some value. And if you don't like to do that, then people would feel it, that it's mm. fake, it's mm -hmm. authentic, that mm. you want something from them. And, you know, they can relate to you. They can, you won't, they won't, you know, trust you. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, and don't do that. Just because you have to, just because you can, you think that there are there are money on that platform or something. No, but that sounds like a very very inspirational story. I would say. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard yeah. that a couple of times already? Because you've been on certain podcasts. I mean, you've been on certain interviews and shows. I haven't listened to um, all of them, but um, yeah, quite an inspiration. What a yeah, ride! But, uh, I, I think you, you're the first person who who said it like uh, aloud. I, I I think you're the first one who said it aloud. Ah, the okay, other, like it's again, inspirational. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And in Czech Republic, they I think they don't they don't uh, you know they don't say those stuff much, or or that that much or inspirational or motivational or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I always find, I mean, that's why it is, you know, that's why I created Xlender because I, and it's just really, it has started as a hobby project and it's going very interesting directions. And perhaps, you know, it is um, sort of branding itself as well. And I think because just because it's authentic and just because I also like the whole topic, if you are a foreigner and you yourself know the best, right, you're different. 
You can be well integrated and you can speak the language and you can be sort of like you can live your everyday life, but you're still at certain points, you're going to be reminded that you're Mm -hmm. not from here. And I think that what I find absolutely fascinating, some people maybe don't find it fascinating, but, you know, like people who listen to this podcast probably do or they like to agree with that, that as a foreigner, as an outsider, often you have to prove yourself a bit more than the locals. Yeah. I, I know it from my experience, but also there are lots of other people from, from their own experience. And mind you, I mean, we're talking about people who moved by choice or who didn't have to, let's say, I mean, you also moved, like your parents chose to move. I mean, they didn't have to, it was not Vietnam War, right? Like it, they didn't have to, they were not refugees or this is a whole other story and this is not what the podcast is focused on. And I also always feel that listening to those stories and people, you know, coming up with certain ideas and getting successful at it, but then they had to really actually overcome certain kind of hardships. I find it absolutely inspirational because there are lots of people who are just stuck in their comfort zone you know, mm-hmm. doing their little thing. And they're like, you know, I, and lots of them would have that dream, you know, to do something else, to let's say quit your job, you know, redefine your career and so on. And it's not for everyone. So that's why I always find it super inspiring and motivating. And, you know, it's, it's, it's up to our audience, what they agree with, what they don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just to show those people, look, it's, it's, it's something that nobody, as you said, nobody has done that. Nobody had done that before you started. So I find it absolutely amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned that the, it might be difficult to, you know, prove yourself. Mm. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think it's uh, it's more like when you do things that local people do, then you have to prove them to yourself. Yes. Yes. Also. Mm-hmm. But when you do something different, then it's got much easier for you when you look different and you are different. Because they- That's an interesting point. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you look different. Well, I don't. That's the thing. Damn. <laughs> I should move to Asia. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. It would have like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it can also be a part of your brand, though, then. Exactly, because they can remember you better. You can see, huh, he's a Vietnamese. He's doing this and this. And, you know, there might be even in like, like a lot of people doing that. But when I look different and I speak different, I have a different style then they remember me better. And that's a huge part of, of, of uh, self, you know, like um, your, your branding, right? Yeah. No, cool. I mean, and another interesting point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can see like on uh, on TikTok or any social media in the Czech Republic, when you you look different, I mean, like uh, African people, like people, uh, Asian people, they usually have kind of like advantage that they don't look like any other people. <laughs> You know, they, yeah. At, at the beginning, you you want to you know blend in, yeah, like cool and so on. But then you're like, wait, I'm different. Let's let's use it. It's yeah, exactly. Right? People, local people, they try to to be different, to yeah. be original, to, to look somehow you know to differentiate themselves from from others. And you don't have to. You you like basically different. <laughs> you have it for free. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> And that's also part of your identity. So that's why I also think that, you know, those people who'd say, okay, I am like well integrated and basically I don't have any roots back anywhere or yeah. And it it may well be, you know, like that, let's say, as you said, your wife, I mean, just so much she's, she's integrated and she identifies, let's say with the European way of living and Czech culture way more than she does with Vietnamese. 
But that still doesn't mean that, you know, you can take the identity away from her. So I'm thinking, you know, all those people who are just, oh, okay, it was not, it's not me. And I try to blend in. It's just not really going to be working. So yeah, interesting point. Well, anything yeah. to add? Yeah, maybe I, I should mention uh, the, the term banana ch children, if you know that. Yeah. I, I know that, but I mean, yeah. you, can, because, you can explain uh, it a bit yeah, more. We had like, uh, like uh, some Asian guests here, then they, they all, everybody knows that. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and we look like uh, Asian, yellow, right outside and inside we're like white and west people and you know the mentality and so on and I, actually a, a lot of my friends hate this phrase because they don't, don't they find it somehow you know uh, offensive offensive, offensive. Yeah. yeah for them but i'm like pretty okay okay <laughs> <With that. laughs> yeah. well david i've got to say what an inspirational talk thank you so much for taking the time uh to join me and my listeners and my audience here on Xlender, definitely sure that we'll be in touch. And it's not the last, you know, uh, it's not the last interview. Perhaps maybe one day there'll be video interviews when I buy a better camera, you know, and I work on my setting. Yeah, people can follow you then on TikTok, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, any other platforms that you're... Instagram. So well. it's Dave Duke. I'll post uh, it to the episode, to the podcast. So I'll post all the links then okay um, but given that you know you've got like a few hundred followers i think you, you you're good to go with <laughs> if you promote you know like i don't have that such a big platform but i'll post it there so that people can click on that and maybe also your website tiktokoi says it so that will yeah. be definitely interesting yeah sure yeah thank you for having me here uh, it's yeah. been very nice to to have someone who let's say understand kind of like like the, the your uh, your background or, or point of view because when i go to interview here in czech republic they yeah. usually just ask you like from their point of view as um i don't know like local right foreigners to foreigners so yeah. a lot of things you can just tell them because they wouldn't understand yeah so it's it's been very pleasant thank you okay that was dave david duck <laughs> from yeah. prague czechia thanks so much bye-bye bye-bye